You know, I'm tired of living in this world where everybody is so sensitive. Is everybody really sensitive or are you being insensitive? How can I be insensitive? I'm out here trying to speak my truth. Mm, and sometimes that's the problem. But let's talk about it. Hey, come on. Let's all brag different with Nia J and money making sound. You got something on your mind? Let's get it off. You know they're going to get you together. So come on. Let's get it. Got something on your mind, I ain't sound here to listen If you're employee or CEO, don't matter your position Eyes wide, ears open, they always pay attention What's that do for a glow when you can shine and glisten? Brag different, brag different, be unique and brag different Shoot for the stars, pretend the sky's missing You might be right, just follow your intuition Don't ever brag regular when you can brag different Hey, 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 welcome, 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 it's your girl Nia J What a do, man, it's your boy Money Making Sell And this is Let's Brag Different, different. So if you're just joining us, we want to say hey, and we also want to give you a recap on how Let's Brag Different came to be. So Sal and I decided to start this podcast because we realized within our immediate friend or family group or just people that we were engaging in conversations with, we noticed that they were bragging or talking about things that weren't really bettering them as people. So the hopes of this podcast is to create a more nurturing and judgment-free community. That about sums it up, right, love? That definitely sums it up. But you know, do you know what today is? Mm, Monday? Of course it's Monday, but it's Braghead Monday. And besides being Braghead Monday, this is our 10th episode. Are you forgetting? 10 already? Yes, 10 already. And you know what that means. We got to turn up and celebrate. Oh, so we got to get them hype, huh? You already know what time it is. Let's go. All right. Go bracket, go bracket, go, go, go bracket, go bracket, go bracket. Oh, the music stopped already? I don't know if that was a Harlem shake or if you was having a seizure. Here she go, hating on these dancing skills, but y'all know what time it is. Yeah, it's time for the brag about it segment of this show. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with this segment, on this portion of the show, Sal and I share some of our personal accomplishments as well as some of our listeners' accomplishments. Our first one comes from our big cousin Jake. Hey, cousin. This is Jake Taylor, and I'm bragging today because I have found in the last few weeks, well, months, that I'm more handy than I ever thought that I was. Uh, just being in the pandemic and not allowing a lot of people to be in our house or around our cars, I found that I am able with the help of YouTube, to fix and repair things on my own. Uh, recently, I replaced my sprayer on my kitchen sink. I have replaced my tag light on my uh, vehicle, and I recently replaced some cabinet doors on some furniture in my house. So I'm bragging about it. Thanks, Naya and Sal. Hey, no problem, Cuzzo. You know we got to step up for our household. We got to stop paying these people. Our second brag about it comes from my best friend, Chris. You better. You better. My name is Chris. I'm from New Jersey. And what I'd like to brag about is me finally treating my and pursuing my art in a more professional manner. Uh, for a long time, I viewed my pursuit of art to purely be a hobby and nothing more. 
the idea of being paid for my art was something I never really considered my, for myself or thought I'd ever be good enough for. And it was through the convincing of my friends and family and finally myself to see what I could pull off that I finally took it there. Since then, I've gotten a lot of opportunities and I've been really proud of what I've been able to accomplish so far between uh, illustration uh, books, commissions, and all that I've done. Uh, I've been learning a lot with each opportunity and I'm eager to see where I can take it from here. Hey, proud of you. We're going to include his social media handles in the show notes. You can only message him for illustration needs because he can't accept no more friends because I said so. Wow. Just wow. Last but not least, we got our girl, Jerrica. All right, Mama J, what you got for us? I am proud of my black resilience. So many things were sent to me to destroy and break me down, but here I am getting up and still pushing forward. Thank you. Hey, okay, Jerrica, I see you. And you putting on for Black History Month. Let's keep getting it. If you're interested in being shouted out on this portion of the show, feel free to message us on Instagram at Let's Let's Brag Brag Different. So, how your day going, love? I'm not really sure right now. You're not really sure? I need you to get hyped. This is our 10th episode. What do you mean? I'm hyped, but this topic that we're about to cover, it has so many aspects to it. But let's not jump ahead. How's your day going? It's about time. I thought she was trying to steal a spotlight. But it's cool. My day going well. I can't complain. I'm glad that we about to talk about this subject because I need some clarity. All right, y'all. So with that being said, let's jump into the episode. Hey, let's start this up. And what is this week's topic about? This week's topic is about being politically correct. Oh, man, we about to talk about this PC culture. Do you have the definition on it? You already. So being politically correct or political correctness is a term used to describe language, policies or measures that are intended to avoid offense or disadvantage to members of particular groups in society. That definition is real interesting to me because lately it's been having me on my toes about everything that I say. I could see that. But before we jump into the problems with being politically correct and talking about why it may be necessary Let's talk about when we first got introduced to this PC culture. Mm. I would love to start talking about it. Can I have the floor? The floor is yours. Hey, the floor is mine. So you know what that means. It's Mr. Story Time. Mm, Mr. Story Time. You know, for me, this started with you. I was having a regular conversation with you, you know, thinking everything was going good. But nah. Now you came out and said, "Uh uh-uh, I got to correct you. And I'm like, what do you mean you got to correct me? So to give you more depth, I had a conversation with Naya, and I noticed you were sitting down at the couch, and you was watching a show called Pose. So I sat down, and I was curious, like, what are you watching? And I said, who is that guy? And you hit me with, Sal, that's not a guy. And I said, Naya, I know what I see. That's a guy. And you said, Sal, that is not a guy. And I started getting frustrated. Please keep in mind, this reference is not intended to insult or criticize any members of the LGBT plus community. 
But the reason I was telling you that it was not a guy is because that person identifies as a female. And I kept correcting you because I feel as though you can't go into the world continuing to mislabel people. And that's interesting to me. Not to go on topic, but I've seen another instance where I've seen a guy going off as a deer. And I said, why is this man acting like a deer? And then you going to tell me. I was telling you that sometimes people, and I am no way an expert on this. I just know that of the coursework and the research that I have done, that people don't always identify with genders. Sometimes they don't identify with genders at all. So they'll find something else they may identify or they don't identify themselves at all. And when you said that to me, I'm not going to lie. I just thought you was being an a-hole because I was like, here she go. Always trying to prove Sal wrong. But this is not to be disrespectful or talk bad about anybody. I just didn't know nothing about it. And when you was educating me, I got annoyed because, like I said, I didn't know nothing about it. And I feel a lot of people can resonate with what you're talking about, love. So for me, I would say that I was introduced to political correctness. I want to say around 2014. So it doesn't seem so long ago, but it kind of seems a little late for the kind of climate that we're living in. So when I say I was introduced to it, it happened to be when I was at a job interview. Well, it was a group interview and we had to go around the room and the instructor or the trader was like, say your name and how you identify. And I was looking around the room and I was just like, what do you mean how I identify? Oh, and they also added and say your pronouns. So that was something unfamiliar to me. That's not something that they teach you in school or teach you in college. So luckily I was the last one to go. So I kind of got adjust on what pronouns that I identified in. And it was interesting to see that the outward appearance of people, what you would normally judge them off of, whether you're saying male or female, if you're just keeping it in those binary terms, people were identifying in ways like they, them, and things like that. And I also noticed that it was something that's becoming more inclusive on even job applications. Like when it asks you how you identify, you can choose male, female, binary, non-binary, other. So it's just interesting to see how the world is becoming more inclusive. But that is just one example of political correctness. I feel like we see more often than not. But we're going to start diving into what are some of the cons and pros of being politically correct. So you want to kick it off? Yes, I would love to kick it off. And one of the cons for me is I like to get straight to the point. And with that being said, the PC culture don't leave no space for you to be blunt, which means for me, I got to think about what I say and before I say. And that's not the way I normally live my life. But I guess there's something I have to adapt to. So can I ask you a question? Yes. What's the question? So you remember our last president, right? Oh, man. How can I forget? So would you say he was PC? No offense, y'all. I don't like the curse, but he wasn't PC. He was a straight asshole. And why do you say that? Ha ha ha. I see where you're going there. She's trying to throw a little shots over here, but I could take them. Because he didn't think about nothing he said. He just spoke whatever came to his mind. And at the end of the day, he had to pay for the cause. But if we use him as an example, he said certain things about members of our community specifically. Would you have taken his message differently if he had taken the time to word it better in a way that was less offensive? Honestly, I wouldn't see it no other way. No matter how long he took his time to even try to fix up his words, 
I didn't believe him or trust him to even take his words into consideration. Mm, that's how you come in? Hey, man, it's the truth. So I want to touch on the point that you just made because I went to the newspaper cartoons. And if y'all know about the cartoon section of newspapers, y'all know we can really find out how people feeling by looking at those images. We know you love your cartoons. So I pulled up this one image and I'll leave the link in the show notes where there is this white guy. I'm not trying to portray white people any kind of way, but that's just the way the cartoon was drawn. It's a white guy, what looks like to be a sheriff star on him, and he has a gun. And and the thought bubble around him says, sorry, fella, this country just isn't big enough for the both of us. Have a nice day. And you know what's on the ground? What's on the ground? A person on the ground, and sorry in advance for the graphics or if this triggers anyone, but on the legs it's written, First Amendment and freedom of speech and press. And I felt like that tied into this topic because... People feel like sometimes being politically correct and saying what you need to say, like you said, regardless of how it comes up, can't coexist in one world. And then you know what that leads to? A hypersensitive culture. Mm. Can you tell us what that means? Hypersensitivity is a tendency to be easily hurt, worried, or offended. Mm. And why do you think that the suppression of freedom of speech in a way can lead to a more hypersensitive culture. Honestly, I feel like that's an oxymoron. What I mean by that is it's freedom of speech. So why do I have to rethink things or not even be able to speak things how I want to say? So I can't even give you no clarity on that. What is your thoughts? My thoughts on that is by living in a society where in certain circumstances, we may be hypersensitive to certain topics or have identified trigger words or so quick to correct people. I feel like in a sense, well, obviously we lose how we want to say things, but we also lose, well, for me personally, a sense of humor because I'll be watching TV and somebody will say something like I was watching a cartoon and they use the reference hashtag me too. And when you really know what the hashtag me too movement is about and you hear it being used so loosely, I kind of got offended by it. And you know what I did to that show? What did you do? I stopped watching it, which means I canceled it. Oh, man. Here we go with this cancel culture. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I was watching a couple of comedians and they were saying that a lot of their jokes or their specials are being canceled and they can't really be their true self. They can't even crack jokes without other people feeling some type of way. So this is a very interesting world to live in because you feel like you can't really be your true self because you got to curb and watch everything you say. It's definitely tricky because at the end of the day, no matter what you say or how you phrase it, someone can be offended still. That's a fact. And to elaborate more on this cancel culture, you know, the first thing that I think about. What's that? My boy, Kevin Hart. Mm. Are you referring to that incident where he was supposed to host an award show but was denied the opportunity because several years prior he had made an insensitive comment? Yes, and that really hurt him because for years he always wanted to do this award show. Something that he said years ago that's just coming up messed up an opportunity that he was looking forward to for his life. It's definitely interesting that you bring up that comment, but I feel like that's just the nature of the game. Think about when someone's running for office or they're becoming a public figure. Everyone will try to dig up dirt just to discredit where they are now. 
So some of our historical figures, even though you see them on the face of, let's say, a civil rights movement or something, if you go back into their history, you'll find out, oh, this person was a womanizer. This person aligned with this particular group of people. People, if they want to, will find a way to use your past behaviors or what you said previously against you. And I'm not saying it's necessarily right, but I feel like in certain cases, it helps us determine the type of person that we're going to be dealing with. That's definitely a fact, but it's sad the world that we live in because you feel like you're walking on eggshells. But enough about all this negativity. What's some of the positive about PC culture? I feel like we kind of touched on this a little bit more, but this topic is kind of personal for me because, you know, I'm all about being aware about how I speak just to ensure that I'm not offending anyone who, like we mentioned, identify in certain ways or have a particular lifestyle. But I really dislike being mislabeled. And to make it more personal, I know this is an internal conflict that I go through sometimes, but just think about it in terms of when you have to identify your race, right? And I notice this in my friends group as well, where on the outward appearance, they may look black or African-American. But if you ask that person how they identify, they may say Jamaican or Panamanian or Antiguan and things like that. But on the surface, if you're just going off of how I look and group me into a category, you're putting a label onto someone without actually asking them how they prefer to be referred to. And I think that's the biggest pro of being politically correct is because you're taking the extra initiative to ensure that you are respecting someone. You know, it's interesting you say that because it makes me think about the time where me, you went out to eat and we went to this Thai restaurant. But at the time, I was like, Naya, I had Chinese food so many times. Like, what's the difference? And you told me, Sal, no, it's Thai. And I said, Naya, they Chinese. And you said, no, they're Thai. And I was like, what's the difference? With that being said, I feel like we all need to stop being ignorant. No matter what the race is, stop putting everybody in a box because you wouldn't like to be put in a box. So so just think about what comes out your mouth because it can save you a lot of time and a lot of heartache. You know, and you definitely helped me out a lot because I was one of them ignorant people out there. And I was just like, oh, that person black or that person white or, you know, just throwing just throwing labels and names out there without actually asking people who they are or what do they want to be recognized for. That's very deep, and I'm proud of you for your growth, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proud of my growth, too. But like I said, it's something that I'm still working on. I'm not perfect. And at the end of the day, if anybody could take anything from this, I want you to think about what you say and what you do before you do it because you never know who you're offending or who you're hurting. And use me by example. Like I said, I'm not perfect. You know, you got to learn from your mistakes. Definitely. And to end off on this topic... Being politically correct ties into what Let's Brag Different is all about in the sense that we can create a more nurturing and judgment-free community if we're open to respect the views, the identities, and everything that encompasses what we are and who we are as people. So you're telling me that the old Saladin wouldn't be able to fit on this platform? I'm saying with the type of person that I am, it would take a lot of work for us to reach a mutual understanding. No, I definitely understand that. And I'm glad that I was able to change. With that being said, I have a quote. It says, I always have defined politically correctness as an elevation of sensitivity over truth. Mm. And with that being said, let's brag about respecting people's views, feelings, and thoughts. And think before you speak. 
What you say? Watch your mouth, Jack. That's not how the song goes, but that's my remix. No, it means hit the road, Naya, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. But that's it. It's time for the questions. All right, pop it off, baby boy. And the first question we have, do you stand for what's right or what needs to be done? You already know what it is. I'm going to do what's right over what needs to be done. Because at the end of the day, I need to sleep at night knowing I did my best and I gave my hardest. You know, you always got me looking like the bad guy. Because with that being said, I'm going to answer the other option. And I would say I do what needs to be done. Because sometimes when you want to do what's right, it can also bite you in your behind. But if you do what needs to be done, you save a lot of time and a lot of heartache. Do you really? Because sometimes by doing what needs to be done, whatever path you choose, you can always be faced with backlash. I mean, and that's the same way of doing what's right. What you may feel is right, I may feel what's wrong. So how do I decipher which one is right, which one is wrong? Hmm, that's a good way to put it. I think we should talk about that next episode. Here you go. Always trying to give away takeaways. Question number two. Are you an optimist, a pessimist, or a realist? Is that even a question? You know your boy's a realist. I got to do what's right for me, and I got to do what's best. Because at the end of the day, you can't live in a fantasy world and feel that this going to happen or that's going to happen. You got to actually look at the real possibilities of what can happen. And don't get it twisted, y'all. I'm not saying you can't have imagination. I'm just saying if you're really going to do something, make sure you stand by it and you make it a reality. But don't be, don't think about things that is not in your reality or that's too far-fetched and something that you know that you're not going to put in the time or efforts to complete it. So that's what I mean by that. Normally, I would feel disrespected and called out by your comment, but I'm comfortable enough with myself to know where I stand. And where is that? I'm an optimist, and you come at me all the time for that. Just how you phrase that statement, oh, you live in a fantasy world, and all that jargon. I live in what you call the fantasy world, but to me, I'm protecting my peace. I get that, but that's what I also stated. It doesn't always have to be a fantasy world, long as you know how you're going to align and how you're going to accomplish that. So with that being said, do you feel like you line it up and you know that you're going to accomplish that? Or you feel like you just put it out there and be like, well, Sal, this is what I'm going to try to do. I just think it's a, a matter of what you put out there is what you hope to attract and a combination of also putting the work in. It's the classic half full, half empty kind of mindset that I feel like a lot of us have rather than just being like, we got water in the glass. Let's just drink it. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can just be. Hmm. I guess with that, it kind of ties into being a realist too. But I just be grateful that I be having the water. So that's optimistic. You know, when you said that, it made me think of the movie Pursuit of Happiness. At the end of the movie where Jaden was talking to his father and he said, Dad, would you like to hear a joke? And he said, yes. And Jaden started by saying, it was a guy in the water. He was drowning. And there was people, there was other boats that came up to him and said, do you need any help? He said, nope. And then another boat came and said, do you need any help? He said, nope. And then the third boat came and said, do you need help? He said, nope. God will save me. And then when he finally went to heaven, he said, God, why didn't you save me? And God said, I sent you three people to help you. I say that to say, when you spend too much time being an optimist, sometimes you don't realize your reality because you had the help there 
But you're too busy thinking about other things. You sound like a pessimist right now. Haters be like. So we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And we just want to put it out there in case you're not following us on Instagram at Let's Brag Different. We only have two more episodes until season one is over. You sounding too happy about that. I'm an optimist. What can I say? Mm-mm-mm. I'm a realist. And with that being said, two more episodes. So so make sure when you get a chance, you like, you subscribe, and you listen to all our episodes. Until next week, Bragheads. Bye. Bye. on the beat.